welcome to this edition of It's Your Money, hosted by yours truly, Alan Castor. I want to welcome you back to the broadcast, and thank you for tuning in. We're taking questions live on the air, so feel free to give us a call at 240-719-2560. That's 240-719-2560. We'll be happy to take your calls today. Oh, we're going to pick up our conversation where we left off um, last week talking about your income taxes and how it affects your money. I'm sure maybe perhaps by this time many, many of you have completed your tax filing. And upon doing that, you have learned of some of the differences and changes in your tax return as it compares to last year, previous years. Well, there's reasons for that. We talked about them, highlighted the number of changes that the tax code has. And so now what we want to talk about, concentrate our time on, is how you can take advantage of these changes that you might be able to improve your tax matters going forward. And just to give you a brief synopsis again of what was changed, the, the expenses that you've been able to take as a result of costs you incur in the performance of your job have been removed. They have been located on the Schedule A itemized deductions, job-related and other miscellaneous deductions. Those job-related expenses are such as teachers, educators, who spend their own funds in um, supplying their classrooms, sponsoring activities for the students, spending money on material, learning materials, aids, and things such as even a computer. Uh, an another industry would be our first respondents, police, and militaries, where all of those individuals are required to wear uniforms, and they may even have uh, additional equipment that they purchase to be able to perform those jobs and those duties, fulfill their functions. Well, among those items in the job-related and other miscellaneous deductions, those two have been removed. One that's very principal is union dues. Police officers, school teachers, many uh, organizations are supported by their unions. And heretofore, you were able to deduct those union dues expenses. Well, they are among that block of things that are no longer deductible. So the purpose of this conversation is, well, what are we going to do when it relates to those kinds of expenses? One, I would say that you need to talk to your employer, advise them of such a situation that th those costs that you are incurring should now be borne by the organizations. We're finding it even more and more popular that individuals are working from their home. They have been able to deduct uh, the uh, space used in their home exclusively, exclusively for that job or for business uh, are being uh, eroded. And especially when you're speaking of paying the electric bills and your air conditioning services, uh, your furnishings, and your supplies right down to your phone services. Things that have been once acceptable deductions are no longer available to you. Uh, translated five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars deductions that you would have been able to enjoy are no longer available to you. Part of the job, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act bill of 2017. So what does an individual have to do to be able to uh, augment the tax burden that they're going to get as well as the lack of being able to um, adjust their income based on those expenses? limited number of options that you're going to have. I'm going to encourage you first to reach out to your legislators. Let them know how you feel about the results of your taxes and this act upon your particular lives. I think a letter writing campaign, phone calls, visits, and even, yes, even protests may very well be needed to get their attentions, to focus on the real impact of what this uh, Tax Cut and Jobs Act is doing to the average citizen, to the average citizen. And so we figure and believe that as you go through this year's tax process, you will learn of those impacts. And you will find that you're going to have l very limited 
uh, abilities to, be, to uh, take these deductions. And one of those avenues that I would like to talk about will be your ability to establish these activities as individual business practices and therefore being able to carry those expenses to the Schedule C, which is the sole proprietor's business uh, form. Perhaps others may find that it's more convenient to establish a new entity, such as a subchapter S corporation, uh, such as a limited liability partnership, and where those expenses may very well be able to be deducted. It is not necessarily a straightforward matter that as an employee, as a W-2 employee, to create this kind of structure, but it will require that you uh, seek counsel from tax advisors uh, and speak directly with your employers to see what options you can have perhaps you will be able to conduct yourself as a subcontractor. So there are some avenues that need to be explored. Uh, we surely do encourage you to check with your tax advisors, uh, do your research, and uh, press your legislative members because they hold the, sh the keys to getting these uh, uh, deductions, getting these changes uh, perhaps reversed, modified, but made them a little bit more in line with what the average citizen. It's been proven that this Tax Cut and Jobs Act bill has been more uh, favorable to the higher wage-earning business-oriented people and that the uh, people who perhaps have been stated as going to benefit from it have seen the least amount of, of increase in their tax refunds or decrease in their tax liability. So it's going to take some work. You're going to have to kind of step your game up. So until the, that ability is, is there and, uh, and is a real viable option for you, you're going to have to take under, um, in, under your own hands and control the things that you do have control over, such as if your employer is providing a retirement program. Uh, there will be an opportunity for you to defer some of your wages uh, to the maximum of 15% of your gross income into these programs. Because of these programs, that money is going to be uh, removed from your, uh, your gross income when, when it's time to calculate your tax liabilities. It allows you to continue to save money, allowing it to grow tax-deferred, meaning you do not pay taxes on the amount that you have placed into that program and you do not pay taxes on the, the gains that it uh, amassed during that process. So there's going to be some lessons that need to be learned for once you put money in these uh, vehicles, you're going to need to take uh, knowledge of how well they perform. I like those as you create them, you have to nurture them because at the end of the day, it's, it is going to be your money and you're going to need as much of it to survive in these years to come as earthly possible. So it, for me, I think it's an opportunity to get people engaged in the finance, the world of finance here in, the, uh, in this country. Um, so many people have literally become wealthy through using these uh, vehicles and it, doesn't come by you just handing over your money to someone else like a fund manager and expecting him to do the absolute best on your behalf. So very often you'll find that they will make choices based on how well it can affect their bottom line, not taking into account yours. Another thing is that these, this is a nice vehicle for uh, meeting and preparing for future expenses such as home ownership, uh, college tuition, uh, and perhaps even the unforeseen catastrophic illnesses. Those are the kinds of things that can rock most people's world. I've heard over the recent weeks and days that on average, persons find it difficult to even pay for a $400 unforeseen emergency expense. And so we need to prepare ourselves so that we are not going to be causing ourselves 
um, irreparable harm to our credit, uh, finding yourselves having to go without. But if you would take some of the very first and early steps, you can always uh, build yourself a buffer. It's so vitally important that you start early. The thing about starting early is the compounding effect. The sooner you can start putting in your money, the greater you'll have a rate to grow. Now, you need to be cognizant of the fact that there may be sometimes it may be difficult for you to access some of these funds that you put in these programs. So be careful, be mindful, which is why we encourage you to talk with your uh, financial advisor so that if you should need to access those funds, that you'll have an avenue to do so. So back to the loss of the uh, ability to deduct many of the, the things, the expenses on your individual tax return. Because that particular uh, segment of the uh, individual income tax return has been removed and greatly reduced where it perhaps have not been removed, you will need to find some other alternatives. The tax code and the federal government has made a statement that says that, hey, look, we, the United States federal government, will not honor those deductions. But there are a handful of states who have signed on and said, I'm going to allow that my citizens to continue to deduct things such as uh, union dues, uh, job-related expenses, cell phones, uh, equipment, and accessories that your job may require, as well as even mileage. However, those states are far and few. We know for a fact that in the D.C., Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia market, they are not available. So we're asking you to take a look at what your state codes are and find ways that it may benefit you. So in addition, so when you discover that you are not able to take those deductions, however, you may have an opportunity to establish yourself in a sole proprietor business or a partnership, uh, we want to have uh, a fair amount of time to spend on what's the benefits as well as the short call fallings for going into business uh, on your own. This may very well be something that can be allowed to allow you move from a place of employment into a place of self-employment uh, where there are many gains to be had and one of them is the fact that you are self-sufficient. Those kinds of uh, uh, events may prove very beneficial when you speak of creating and establishing a legacy when you lead and guide your families. So we want to let you know that there are some alternatives. If you should surely take advantage of them, you will do well in the long run. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about some of the business expenses. We thank you again for tuning in. And if you have a call for me, you can reach me right here online at 240-719-2560. We'll be right back. In 2018, I personally helped several people reclaim their healthy lives with a ketogenic lifestyle. Together with our team at Wakaya Perfection, we have helped over 4,000 people struggling with weight loss, burn off unwanted fat naturally, control hypertension, type 2 diabetes, and high cholesterol with our Beulah Fit Keto Fuel Shake and high-impact ginger and turmeric. Contact me for yours. Buttons about that keto life .com. That's B-U-T-T-O-N-S-B-O-U-T-T-H-A-T-K-E-T-O-L-I-F-E dot M-Y-W-A-K-A-Y-A dot com. Or call 202-875-3926. This is a keto-friendly diet and weight loss expectation is approximately one to two pounds per week. Individual results can and will vary. Business owners, looking for a place to advertise your business and promote your products and services? VoxWave is the right place. We have over 10,000 views a day and 70,000 listeners a month. For more information, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. VoxWave now features a streaming radio media player on our website's front page where local artists can get their music played 24-7. For more information on getting your music in rotation or to perform live at our studio, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455.
Android users, the VoxWave app is now available in the Google Play Store. Download the app today on your Android device to listen in and view programs. Welcome back to It's Your Money with your host, Alan Castor. In this segment, we're going to talk about the business expenses. The business expenses are things that will be legitimately deductible on your income taxes as long as they fall into certain categories. I'm going to take one category off of the table right now. They call them capital expenses. That's where you take a facility, a place, and try to modify it for to uh, or, or adapt it for your business purposes. Well, those improvements that you do for that real property or that facility that you're in will be classified as improvements to that building or that structure. Now, these expenses uh, can be reclaimed, but only at a certain period of time. What they tend to f go to is the basis, that is the established value, assessed value of the facility. And when you make improvements, for an example, putting on a new room to a house, existing home, or putting in uh, soundproofing in a studio, you are actually raising the value of that and those expenses cannot be deducted on your individual tax return as ordinary expenses. And so I need to be, you need to be mindful that there are expenses that the Internal Revenue Services will allow. However, they cannot be carried as personal or business-related tax-deductible expenses in the year in which they incur. They will have to be treated as either the adjustment to basis, depreciation of that facility, and in or the depletion of products that you might have used to uh, help increase that. So those are capital expenses. We need to put a check mark beside them. We need you to pay closer attention to how you're putting in your money in these businesses. The IRS does, in fact, allow you to have start-up costs, the reasonable amount of, of expenditures that will take for you to get your business up and running. Surely and clearly, there are opportunities where you could open the, your doors of your home or the trunk of your car, and you can be instantly ready to, to conduct business if you have the proper credentials. Speaking of that, there is the need for you to properly identify your, your entity through the IRS and through your state and local governments. There are things like business registrations that need to be done. There are identifications such as employer identification numbers, what kind of business structure that you wish to operate. So there are some preliminary things that one needs to address. And again, I must and I encourage you to consult experts in the, in the arena and seek their guidance before you step out there. Um, for you, I do not want you to discover the things that are allowed or disallowed by virtue of an IRS, Internal Revenue Services uh, questionnaire or audit. So looking at some business expenses that are acceptable will come into the categories of any compensation that you may pay to those who may help you in conducting your business. Oh, the, the legitimate costs of transportation or someone who is in a retail uh, position with you, those kinds of expenditures and expenses are tax deductible. There are, however, there are some requirements that you must also maintain. One is, are you reporting those earnings to the Internal Revenue Services for those individuals? by virtue of a W-2, which is where you allow to have an employee and the owners of the organizations participate in the Social Security and Medicare portions and perhaps even provide health care or uh, retirement type programs. The next one would be that individuals are engaged as subcontractors to you. Uh, that then you report to the Internal Revenue Services on a Form 1099 miscellaneous income 
those dollars or earnings that they return, re regain from you, and so that you are the, they are properly recorded and, re uh, and reported to the Internal Revenue Services and state and local governments. So the, you want to be careful. Be although there will be some commissions that can be paid, there may be things like that, you want to make sure that you have proper documentation. As with any deduction on your tax return, it is definitely the requirement that you have the correct documentation. Otherwise, you, you're setting yourself up for what might very well be a great disappointment if the IRS elects to deny you those deductions. Um, there are other kinds of de uh, expenses such as uh, entertainment and um, sponsoring of meals or times in which you are engaged with trying to obtain uh, business people to, to work with your business or to come by your place to do and conduct business with you. Those deductions up to 50% of the cost or I should rather say the cost of the, your guests uh, are going to be deductible. The expenses that you incur at that time at that event would not be tax deductible to you on your taxes. Another area for businesses, and this is why it's so important that people know the requirements of running a business, it is much more than just opening up your trunk and selling out, selling some items. You need to do the proper uh, documentating as well as keeping record of the transactions and things that do go forward. Um, and one of those matters may very well be the taxes. You may be selling things in a retail environment and the taxes that you collect on the sales of those products does not belong to you. And they must be forwarded to your locality. And should you fall short on that, there will be penalties, there will be interest, and there may very well be the, uh, the, the taking away of your business license. So you need to be aware and cognizant that there are responsibilities that come with this. I've often found that individuals who start up a business as their own sole source, they are the employer and the employee, finding themselves overwhelmed with this kind of bookkeeping practice, accounting, and oftentimes uh, really fail to do so. So I encourage you to engage in your colleagues, or your family, or just hire someone as a competent individual to do your bookkeeping. It's going to pay dividends for you as you go through this exercise throughout the course of, uh, of your business operation. So then there are other things that are, and there's a list, and we're, I'm going to refer you to uh, some of the publications and the website that, that is a free-based website that is filled with information on things that you should know and the way that you should handle uh, events that come up in your business. And I'm talking about the Internal Revenue Services, the irs.gov website, where it has a wealth of information. And you might be able to find every answer that you have to all your questions. And I only emphasize and underline may be able to find because there is a wealth of information there. Oh, the IRS's Internal Revenue Code is probably now exceeding some several thousand, hundred thousand pages of information that you will have to work your way through. But the help is there, and if you can't find it specifically, you might even call the Internal Revenue Services, and they have a, a unit that will address your questions and try to put you in the right path. Uh, there are other departments that, should there be matters with your payment of taxes on time, or disputing of something, a claim that you would want to uh, address with them. Their primary number open to the general public is 800-829-1040. That is 800-829-1040. And just follow the prompts and uh, I think you'll have a good experience. Thank you on that. So back to the businesses, because this is the only way that some of these deductions that we are now not able to have are going to be recovered. And so looking at the business use of, of your tax return may very well prove to be the place where you can make or right the ship in your, your regard. 
And now we, we're talking about things like the transportation and the use of your automobile. So that's why I thought that it would be advantageous for you to engage with your employer and see if there can be an arrangement that can be made that if you are driving your own personal vehicle for the performance of the work that you're doing for that employer, unless he is prepared or she to reimburse you for the expenses that you incur, you're going to need to figure a way to get those expenses documented and recorded. Because right now at 56.5 cents um, per mile, you may be able to deduct for the use of your auto automobile. People in the uh, real estate industry who are often in their cars all the time um, will find that perhaps they've lost an, an avenue for which they can deduct the expenses that they're incurring. So we want to, to let you know that I think a good place to start is with your employer to have a good conversation. He too, she or her, will have been experiencing this new tax law right along with you. And I think that with that level of, uh, of appreciation that they have for how it has impacted them, they may be willing to work on other avenues to help their employers, employees to overcome this. So, but your transportation needs to be well documented. I talk about it creating a mileage log. If you want to go with the status of a, a tablet or notebook and recording your starting and your ending points for a given day or period or number of places, they have a number of applications now that can be downloaded onto your personal uh, uh, computer device or your cell phone, which helps you track the number of miles for you seems to be a much more comprehensive way where you can shut it on and off with the flicker of a finger and get reliable results that will be acceptable in any audit um, or inquiry by your state and local government, federal government officials. So that transportation and the expenses there are are very vital. And one of the questions that come up when we're discussing those expenses, people often ask, which method are we going to use? Would it be something known as the standard mileage uh, method for which we are computing the expense of your automobile's use? Or will it be the actual cost? These are the costs such as, yes, I run my car, I get the oil changed every 3,000 miles, I have to put new tires, I have to keep up with the depreciation of my car. There's a number of things we have found that the most uh, sensible way to keep up with these expenses is by way virtue of the standard mileage program where you just keep up with your mileage and that precludes having to hold on to all of these wonderful gas receipts that people often have when they come to see me and uh, we just thank them very kindly encourage them to continue to keep good records but there are some some of these records that are no longer of any value uh, to you so that's just another uh, a, a w expense that we need people to get a handle on because that's one of the more prevalent expenses that you're going to be potentially using uh, in doing so. We're going to talk about a little bit now about the startup costs in businesses. You know, the IRS is kind of recognized and very reasonable in knowing that very often you just can't start a business without some of the upfront funding that is necessary. You may have to and you will have to get the kinds of credentials that we speak of the employer identification numbers, setting up your structure, registering your business, doing those necessary things. Well, the Internal Revenue Services, is, and perhaps do these things and not earn a dollar. Well, the Internal Revenue Services is quite aware of that and have set guidelines for startup businesses. Up to $5,000 you may be able to deduct uh, with proper documentation on all expenses leading up to you starting your business. Oh, you see these stores opening up, you see the Targets, you see the, uh, the Walmarts, and that there is a, a runway of, of events and costs before they are able to open their door and allow us to come and help uh, allow them to recoup. So that same runway is there for you too. So take advantage of it. I refer you to the IRS website. There are things about, there's a search engine that you can ask about business expenses, and it will bring up the various publications. There are numerous publications that are designed to speak specifically to areas of, of your interest. 
uh, one of the more commonly used manuals is something called the Publication 17. That's a book that has a lot of good overview of things that go forward in businesses and then it points you to other publications for more in-depth detail. So the Publication 17 is a very good book to acquire. You can purchase it from the federal government, the Office of the uh, General Publishing Office, GPO, here in Washington, D.C., and or online on the irs.web.gov uh, website, where you can download uh, all of these documents uh, free of charge to you. Uh, some of them are pretty lengthy, but all of them are very beneficial to you. I think it would be quite worth uh, your time and efforts to get copies of these books and guidelines. So as you start your business, you know that you're on solid ground. So as we talk further about this business, we can talk about the, even the use of your home as an expense, whereas the Internal Revenue Services will require you to demonstrate that you have exclusive use of a particular area of your home for conducting your business. They may even ask to have an on-site visit. So we want you to be very mindful that when you establish that you're using a place for business activities in your home, that it is structured so that it is a item or a space that is used primarily, if not totally exclusively, for the use of your conducting your business. So be mindful, and again, I always underline these things by seeking the advice of a competent tax advisor, uh, accountants, um, and do your research. So there are still so many other kinds of expenses that are still available to you, and that's why that having your own sole proprietor business or even the uh, other types of entities such as the partnerships or the corporations because they give you a broader sense of things that can be deducted and usable to you. And you can also enter into ventures with more than just yourself. And in that regard, there are certain ways in which you can uh, share the costs and income uh, of these business things. And it's typically done by way of uh, filing an income tax return to uh, about the business, and then that business either paying you a 1099, a W-2, or may it be as a profit sharing. And so that will be recorded on something called the Form K-1, which allows you then to bring that income or in sense of some businesses, that loss to your personal income, and it has the effect of either adding more income to you and or causing uh, the reduction of your income because of the loss. Many of these things do come with responsibilities, and I cannot uh, say enough about that because in regard to earning money, the Internal Revenue Services wants you to do your due diligence and making certain that they are made aware. And that's, they have many techniques. Much of them are done on a quarterly basis where you report to them the amount of earnings that you have. And based on those earnings, what would be the potential tax liability for those potential tax liabilities that they're going to want you to make periodic payments to. You can do those manually. You can go online. You might be able to even uh, forego doing them until the end of the tax or the calendar year. You need to look out and be comfortable about what's going to be the impact of your business results on you. So your uh, tax advisors can provide you with the various kinds of forms that you want to use for estimated taxes, both at the federal and the state levels, as well as any kinds of payment vouchers that you might need to uh, pay and you eradicate any existing business expenses through the Internal Revenue Services. We'll talk about that on another day about how to handle these uh, expenses that you might have already incurred with the Internal Revenue Services or at the state and local level. We'll, make, we'll set aside a whole day on how to resolve these matters. And you may fully be aware of there are many organizations out there telling and advertising to you about how you're able to reduce uh, your debt to the IRS. In so many cases, it's not going to be about a reduction, 
but how to better manage that debt that you be able to continue to exist. So don't be, do not be fooled by the claims that many that you could hear that uh, folks owe thousands of dollars and it's magically reduced down to uh, basically pennies. That is far, far more the exception than ever, ever the general practice. So I want to alert you on that. And that service does not come without a cost. So be cautious about that too. So back to the expenses now that may be usable uh, on your income tax return as you go forward with figuring out what you need to do. Here we are now in the, about to conclude the third month of this year, 2019. And so there are nine more months left and there's adequate time for you to structure yourself that you might be able to take a better advantage of your situation when it's time to file your taxes in the year 2020. So now let's, so we're gonna move on in terms of other types of expenses that you might find yourself with. Again, you find that you, the people that you might surround yourself with, be it accountants, be it lawyers, uh, be it any form of advisor, perhaps your product that you're looking to sell, those costs can be deducted in what's known as legal fees and professional services. Uh, that avenue is there for you. We encourage you to take a good look at it and, and move forward and take advantage of that. Um, things such as uh, the various supplies and materials you need. You know, you might be selling a retail product, but you know that there are also other costs that incur that comes with that. It may be the packaging, it may be the uh, postage and the handling, it, it could be a courier services. So all of these things uh, come into play when you, you are looking at uh, operating a business. You really need to know your true costs because you will not gain a true sense of what value of your products are if you do not take into account uh, the uh, overhead expenses be it that you store them somewhere, that cost. Each item carries some cost to it and you need to know what those costs are because in post-mortem uh, of, of your business, you wanna look at what did you do not so well uh, and what things are better practices so that as you continue to grow your business and conduct your business, you'll know the pitfalls and the places where you, you might have lost some income uh, and that can be done, can be improved upon by constantly reviewing your model. And that model that I just referred to would be your business plan. So don't take it uh, so lightly that you have the concept of how to run and grow your business. Um, there, is, there are tools for helping you to get yourself straight and that one of those great tools is the business plan where it forces you to think through the kind of business that you want to conduct and what kinds of revenue at what rates of that comes in to see if in fact it is viable for you to even have this business. The Internal Revenue Services will quickly discover that if you're using a hobby-like venture uh, and that each year, year in and year out, your business is losing three, four, five thousand and greater sums, that they'll reach the conclusion that this is not a really a formidable business and they could possibly come back and remove all of those deductions that they granted you and, and ask you to pay uh, that money back and of course it comes with penalties and interest. So a very, very early step would be to speak with as many of your friends, associates, colleagues, financiers around about that business thought that you have and then put it down in writing. For if you should desire to uh, take your business to the next level and you want to have greater resources such as capital to inc uh, increase the size and square footage of your workspace or to acquire uh, things such as automobiles or even new facilities. Many bankers are going to require you to be able to provide to them a business plan and a financial statement of your well-being, your cash flow, your profits, and your loss. Those are things that are going to be major tools 
for you to be able to successfully run a business and you want your business to be able to earn your money. For if you are still employed, it is, should be one of your hopes that your business will supplant the job that you have and that you will be required to spend the kind of time and you will reap the kinds of benefits that maybe a job will never ever be able to give you. So those are some of the things that I think are important when you talk about going into business. However, if you're looking to leverage your tax returns, you may need to look at own business ownership as that avenue. We'll be right back with more details. Again, we're, we're happy to receive your phone calls and take your questions on air at 240-719-2560. We thank you. We'll be right back with you. 18, I personally helped several people reclaim their healthy lives with a ketogenic lifestyle. Together with our team at Wakaya Perfection, we have helped over 4,000 people struggling with weight loss burn off unwanted fat naturally, control hypertension, type 2 diabetes, and high cholesterol with our Beulah Fit Keto Fuel Shake and high impact ginger and turmeric. Contact me for yours. Buttons about that keto life.mywakaya.com. That's B U T T T O N S B O U T T H A T K E T O L I F E dot M Y W A K A Y A dot com or call 202-875-3926. This is a keto-friendly diet and weight loss expectation is approximately one to two pounds per week. Individual results can and will vary. Business owners, looking for a place to advertise your business and promote your products and services? VoxWave is the right place. We have over 10,000 views a day and 70,000 listeners a month. For more information, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. VoxWave now features a streaming radio media player on our website's front page where local artists can get their music played 24-7. For more information on getting your music in rotation or to perform live at our studio, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. Android users, the VoxWave app is now available in the Google Play Store. Download the app today on your Android device to listen in and view programs. Welcome back to our final edition of our It's Your Money program for this day. Again, we appreciate your being here, and we encourage you to tune in and, and listen up with, for these questions. So we're talking today about um, the utilization of a business to augment some of the losses that you have incurred through the new uh, Tax Cut and Jobs Act bill. And perhaps it's also something that many people wonder over their time about whether or not they are prepared to go into business. Well, these points that we bring out and share with you today, plus so many others that need to be answered, are ways in which you think you may be able to use to move forward. So let's talk about, once again, uh, ordinary, um, no, I'm sorry, the, what the terms of a trade or business really means in terms of their internal revenue services. And it starts off by saying that uh, it is not a term that's defined by the Internal Revenue Code, but it is characterized as an activity carried on for a livelihood or for a profit. Said, in determining a profit motivated must be pre presented and some type of economic activity must be conducted. Some kind of economic activity must be conducted. Otherwise, they're going to view it as a hobby says, in determining whether an activity is engaged in for profit, all facts and circumstances with respect to the activity are taken into account. Among these factors that should normally be considered are the manner in which the taxpayer carries on the activity, the expertise of the taxpayer or his or her advisors, the time and effort expended by the taxpayer in carrying on the activity. 
Do you know that the Internal Revenue Services think that you should be able to put in at least 750 hours a year in the conducting of your business, and that if you are not able to set aside that kind of time, they might not take it as seriously as you perhaps think that you should be doing. So you have to be mindful of that. So the expectations that assets used in the activities may appreciate in value. The success of a taxpayer in carrying on other similar or dissimilar activities, the taxpayer's history of income or losses with respect to the activities, said so this may uh, amount to occasional profits. Says so if any that are earned, the financial status of the taxpayer and elements of the personal pleasures or recreation, you will pay taxes on the proceeds that you receive from these business ventures that you're in. So that be that. So a little bit more about these business startup costs. The Internal Revenue Services says a taxpayer who enters into a trade or business can elect to expense up to $5,000 of its startup costs. The maximum deduction is reduced dollar for dollar if the startup expenses exceed $50,000. So you're to spend over $50,000, the Internal Revenue Services that I'm not going to allow you to continue to have all of that write-off. Perhaps what it will be viewed of on is something called a net operating loss, and it will allow you to then carry that amount that's not deductible uh, forward to the next tax year. So it's a benefit that you won't lose. You just have to have it deferred further off into the future. But it's still a good thing, and we want to you know, continue to enlighten you about that. So a taxpayer must make the election to expense startup costs no later than the due date of the filing of the tax return, so including extensions. So including extensions is so vitally key, which states that you move the tax filing deadline from the nationally known April 15th for the duration of an extension. Heretofore, uh, you were able to get an extension for 90 days, and then you get another 90 days for the second one. Now the Internal Revenue Services just grants you a six-month extension up until October the 15th. And you can defer making the election as to how you're going to handle your startup costs. You can also take advantage of the promise that you were going to place money into a retirement uh, module and have until April, I'm sorry, October the 15th to make sure those funds are there. So it's a very, uh, very good uh, option to have and allows those who have the, the indeed in, intent to, to fulfill those uh, decisions uh, to get it done, more time to do so. So we, we surely hope that you will take a, a good look at that. Um, there is a little comment that says that a taxpayer who does not make the election must capitalize expenses. And again, capitalizing those expenses are saying that, hey, look, there became improvements to the facility, and I'm not going to be able to take them as a write-off. But yet, when I speak of uh, depreciating and depreciation, I can kind of roll those into the increased value of my facility and, and, and uh, enjoy a, a cyclical deduction. And when I speak of cyclical, I speak of what is the life expectancy of a particular item that you have. For an example, if you have a home that's been placed in the business or, or structure, it'll be depreciated over 27 and a half years. So you divide whatever you expend in that by 27, and you will come up with the uh, very close and approximate um, amount of depreciation that is going to be allowable each year until you recover all of those dollars that you have put back into or in the establishment of your business. It is called increasing the basis, increasing the value of the initial uh, purchase that you've made. And that is done again through even your own personal homes. If you add on a, another room or a deck, or you, you, you go from no air conditioning to putting in air conditioning, um, changing flooring, you are actually adding value. So as you add value, you are now called doing that term, improving the basis. And that's what we're sharing with you in regards to that. And that same concept can be carried forward into your business. So a taxpayer is deemed to, to elect, uh, to deduct and or amortize 
the startup experiences for the tax year in which the activity uh, trade or business began. Uh, a taxpayer may forego the deeming election by uh, affirmatively electing to capitalize its startup costs. Okay, don't even worry about it. Just says, hey, look, roll it into what the cost of your new building is or the improvements you've done and just take it as a depreciation. So there may very well be uh, advantage advantages of, of doing one versus the other. Why we constantly encourage you to seek counsel from tax advisors, uh, money managers, uh, advocates of the sort. For you need to build that wealth of knowledge up. And sometimes you don't necessarily need to build it up in yourself. You need to engage someone that you can uh, hold accountable to you and your business to perform that function for you. Okay, so because running a business is not just a mom and pop operation anymore. And you may need to have and tap into all the resources that you have at your disposal. But I encourage you to do that for certain. Because with this business, and all in all, we're trying to help you handle and uh, manage your money the better. And at the, in the long run, we hope that you will be able to be a sustainable entity uh, in the country, in your household, and thus creating a legacy that can be passed on uh, beyond your personal existence to your family members, to your partners, to other folks who might very well have been able to participate when you go along. So we want to encourage you to do the right things, uh, dream big, and kind of watch your bottom line, and set goals and objectives for yourself. Because it's your money, these are the things that you are responsible to do for it. Make your money work as hard for you as you have to work for it. Oh, we think that that is so vital, how hard we have to work for our money. That's the difference between individuals who have a job, individuals who own a business, and then those individuals who now become investors. Because those types of individuals will find that they're earning their money based on the performance of other people's activities. And so that's a good place to, to take a look at where you want to go. You really do need to be clear about the things that you want to do and what your accomplishments are and what are the forthcoming expenses. For if you have the children in your home, uh, there is that expense and requirement to take care of them. And indeed, it does not necessarily only mean a college education. You might want to help your children into their first home. And that is one of the hardest things for communities to, to do or young people to do to come up with the necessary down payment and closing costs and find themselves you know, with an extraordinary uh, challenge in their lives in terms of how they get into their first uh, home. And that is something that as taxpayers and parents uh, and mentors, we can assist folk in making that because then it begins to build your wealth. And the sooner you can get uh, people engaged in that, the quicker they can become financially stable, the quicker they'll be able to help the next generations coming on behind them, and ultimately allows you to obtain that wealth that is uh, so often escapes all of us right on through till the time that we pass away from this world. But that is so vitally important when you've accepted the, um, the mandate to leave a legacy for your children and your loved ones. Through and it can be done in many ways. And some, we will talk about the use of insurance policies. We will talk about the use of the inter, uh, individual retirement accounts as methods for building your wealth, for it's your money, and you want to have it to do all that you wish and desire to do. So we want, you to, we want to invite you to continue to tune in to this weekly program. Uh, listen to it on the YouTube, and uh, share it with your family and your friends. We hope to be able to provide you with the kind of information that will empower you to make those good, sound decisions so that when we look back over our life, we can thank, be happy and thankful about what we've been able to accomplish from some of, some of us from some of the very meager beginnings by doing and taking some of the proper steps now. It will pay great dividends in the near future. We thank you again for tuning in. So as we're about to wrap up for the day, 
we're going to let you know that perhaps next week we're going to have some special guests in here with us and we're going to talk about how the taxes have been uh, changed further and what you further things you can do with regards to uh, medical expenses, charitable contributions, and yes, that cap. That cap that talks about not allowing you to take the full deductions on your state withholdings combined with your property taxes. The cap that was established in this, the uh, Tax Code and Jobs Act, TCJA bill, says that no family will be able to expense slash deduct greater sums than $10,000. And so many families have run into that particular um, uh, entity right now that as they compute their taxes, they find that they lose the strength of hundreds to thousands to multiple thousands of dollars from just their standard state withholdings and their property taxes. When those two are combined and exceed $10,000, and many of them all will exceed that by tens of thousands of dollars. And I didn't just say $10, I said tens of thousands. That means if you have a combination of $20,000 or $30,000, there will be ten dollars to $20,000 of unusable tax deductible uh, expenditures, and you're going to have to figure a way how this is going to have to be uh, worked around. Right now, there are not a lot of options, but we're going to continue to study this process. We're going to encourage you to talk to your, your state and local legislators so that this time next year, there'll be a better choice than to just shrug your shoulders and say, my refund is so much lower than it was before. Once again, we thank you for joining us on It's Your Money today. We hope that some of the information that we've said, all of the information that we've said, will be usable for you. Certainly feel free to call me at other hours uh, in my facility at uh, the CTA tax uh, firm here in Washington, D.C. You can reach me at 202-232-3232, Monday through Saturday. Uh, my administrators are on uh, standing by to take your calls, make an appointment. You can come by and meet with us. We'll be happy to discuss your particular matters in close proximity. Until we meet again next week, watch out. It's your money. Take care. Bye-bye.